Welcome to First Importance, the official podcast of the preaching and teaching ministries of First Baptist Church, West Memphis, Arkansas. Our prayer is that you will be blessed and encouraged today by this message. If you have your Bibles, would you join me in Matthew chapter 5? And as you do, I have some very special volunteers who are going to help me out with something this evening. So ladies, can y'all help me? We're going to pass out to everyone in this room a salt packet. All right. Wow. Can we give these ladies a round of applause for their hard work? Alice, why don't you come over on this side and you start getting these folks. And Abby, why don't you go back there to those tables? Gabe, you can do it too. Essie, good job. It may take them a little bit to get those to you, but I have no doubt that these very strong and capable uh, children are going to do a good job passing out these salt packets to you. I'll give them just a few moments for you to get those in your hand. Once you get them in your hand, go ahead and get the salt down to the bottom of one of these salt packets, and you can rip it open there at the top. All right, everyone got your salt packets. Matthew chapter 5. Keep your hands raised if you don't have a salt packet, and these lovely ladies will bring a salt packet to you. Matthew chapter 5. In the greatest sermon that was ever preached, Jesus once again draws on the picture of things that are around him to illustrate and to bring to life the truth of his word. And when he does so, he does it perfectly. If I were to draw a picture for you today of the Trinity and to try to describe for you what the Trinity is, I would do so imperfectly. Throughout time, perhaps you've heard people describe the Trinity like a three-leaf clover or perhaps like ice and water and gas, and all of those illustrations fall terribly short of describing what the Trinity actually is. And some Some, I think, good-hearted believers will take that statement and they'll say, well, we'll do away with all pictures. But when Jesus draws a picture, he does so perfectly. And in this Sermon on the Mount, the greatest sermon that has ever been preached, Jesus draws a picture for us that is powerful. Matthew chapter 5, beginning in verse 13. Matthew chapter 5, in verse 13 You, believers, you are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. Verse 14, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Would you pray with me once more, please? Father, I pray that in this time, as we gather to look at your words, your illustration that you would drive it home in our hearts and that your people would be the salt of the earth. It's in Jesus' name we pray these things. Amen. 
the illustration that Jesus gives to us believers, firstly, is that we are the salt of the earth. So I want you to do me a favor. With one hand, I want you to lay out your palm like this, and I want you to place some salt in your hand. Now, don't do too much. Now, I, I know that I'm asking some of you to do this. Uh, let's do just a very little amount. I may not have thought this through very well. Okay. All right, so I got a little salt in my hand. You got a little salt in your hand. Jesus says to those who are around them, him, to those believers, you are the salt of the earth. Now, you've heard many preachers talk about salt, but you can just hold it in your hand here, and you can feel the texture. And if you bring just a little bit uh, to your mouth, that may be unsanitary. Some of you don't want to do that. That's fine. You taste it. You know, salt seems to make everything taste a little bit better, doesn't it? It magnifies the taste of the food that you put it on. And when Jesus says to believers that we are the salt of the earth, the idea here goes against what believers today really push in our lives. You think oftentimes when you look at church, I don't think it's this way here, but you look at church, uh, you think that maybe the Christian life is boring and bland, and it's just a list of rules that we all have to live by, and it's, it's meant to take away our fun. But really, as believers, we have more joy than anybody else in the world has. We have access to an incredible amount of eternal joy in Jesus, and we ought to bring to life those things that are around us. And when Jesus says that we are like the salt of the earth, one of the ways, I think one of the points of that illustration is that as believers who follow God's law and set our hope and our joy in Jesus is we bring life to those who are around us. We bring flavor to those who are around us. Now, uh, uh, Jesus says that we are the salt of the earth, but salt is not only tasty, but salt preserves things. You know, we have refrigerators today, we have freezers, we find a way to can things, you know, but salt is something that preserves food. The world thinks today, and teenagers, students, I want you to hear me even more carefully. The world teaches you today that Christianity and biblical values is what is holding back our society from being a more enlightened and cooperative and peaceful society. They will say it's because Christians have certain values regarding sexuality that we are, uh, are holding mankind back. Or that we hold that Jesus is the only way to heaven. And that is holding mankind back. If it weren't for those Christians, mankind would be doing fairly well. And let me drive it home even more to you teenagers. I want you to hear this. We're Christians who believe God's word. Really, that's the only kind of Christians there are. So we hold to God's word. So they'll say, not just that you call yourself a Christian, but if you believe God's word, if you believe the Bible, you're holding society back. But the reality is, we are what is preserving society. It is God's law. It's God's grace, in, even in our nation right now, that has restrained us from even more evil that we could be doing. And we can see his hand even being removed right now from our own country and from this place. Guys, we are to be the salt of the earth. We're to bring 
flavor. We are to be a preservative. But notice what Jesus says. If the salt loses its flavor, what is it good for? It's not. So let me ask yourself, let me ask you guys a question this evening. The Bible has, and Jesus has here, called you the salt of the earth. Have you lost your flavor? Hmm. Are you a preservative to those who are around you? Are you a person who holds fast to the word, who clings to the testimony of Jesus Christ? Are you someone who is rooted in God's word and, and who is setting their eyes upon Jesus? Jesus says, you're the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its taste, how can it be restored? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. My friends, you've been given this one opportunity. Uh, this year, uh, I, I, or as, as we were looking in my office just a while ago, I was looking at pictures and people were saying, you know, how, look at Bo, look at Belle, look at your family. And I was looking at these pictures and I was thinking, all of these pictures are getting older and older, right? Every day, my children change and they get a little bit older. And it's, it's unfair because I fall in love with these little bitty kids. And then there's another child in their place as they keep growing older and older. And I look at these pictures and I think, you know, time, I sound like an old man here. I understand that, kids. Time is going by so fast. I know the older folks in here, these seasoned saints, will tell you the same thing. Time's going to go by so fast. Are you making use of the time that you've been given. You're not guaranteed tomorrow. Are you being the salt? You notice salt's presence, don't you? When you, when you taste too much of it in something, one time my youth pastor in BB, Arkansas, was driving home a point to us teenage boys who were just being in, always interrupting in service. He said, I've made you guys a special treat. I've made cookies for you. And we were all so excited. We looked at the cookies. They looked so great. We all got them. He said, I want you to all take a bite at the same time. Which, by the way, if your youth pastor ever does that to you, don't take a bite out of the cookie. All right, we all took a bite out of it, and we began to spit it out. It was nasty. It's one of those illustrations he didn't think through very well, right? There was a big mess in the youth room or the borrowed youth room there at that time at First Baptist in BB, Arkansas. He said, guys, I replaced the sugar with salt. So that changed the taste of the cookie. He was driving home a different point, but we noticed that flavor. The people around you, if, if your neighbors were to be asked, is Josh a Christian? Would they say yes? Would they say, you know, I don't know. Hey, the salt, we are to be the salt of the earth. But verse 14 says that we are to be the light of the world. Not only are we to be the salt of the earth, but we are to be the light of the world and he continues, a city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all the house. Uh, we claim that Jesus, the light of the world, has set up residence in our hearts. That's the claim of Christianity, is that the king of heaven came to earth, lived a perfect life, died on the cross, uh, was placed in a borrowed tomb, rose on the third day, and for all who repent and believe and call upon the name of Jesus, we have eternal life. We are sealed with the Holy Spirit. 
If we say that we have been born again and we've been taken over by the light of the world, should we not have that same light? Should it not reflect from us? And Jesus is saying here, if I take a candle and I put a basket over it, what's going to happen? What's going to happen if you take a basket and put it over a candle? The light may go out, okay? But depending upon the quality of the basket, that basket's probably going to go up in flames. All right? So the question is, does everyone around you know that you are a Christian? Are you being a light to those who are around you? Are you trying to hide it? Right? Uh, does it behoove you in your uh, classes? Does it benefit you in your business, in your family, to just not talk about those things? Right? We're not going to talk about Christianity. We're not going to talk about my beliefs because if we do, it might cause a problem. My friends, if you are the light of the world and you're trying to cover it up, it's going to come out, right? And if it doesn't, guess what? That light wasn't very real. That light wasn't very authentic. The Bible draws for us two pictures here. We are the salt of the earth. We are the light of the world. And my encouragement to you tonight, brothers and sisters, children, students, teenagers, no matter what stage of life that you are in, be the salt. If God has changed your life, don't hide it. Be the light. Don't try to cover that up. You are, we are the light. We're the only hope for mankind. Do you understand me? Jesus through us, the gospel, is the only hope for mankind. Be the salt. Be the light. Now, Josh, how do I do that? Listen, your conversations sprinkle salt and show light. Your attitude. Are you the first to have a bad attitude? Maybe you're losing some of that salty taste. Are you the, the first to, to lose your temper or to say words? That, be careless with your words. Maybe you've lost a little bit of that flavor. The people around you know. My friends, we are the salt and light. Let your conversations and attitudes, let your money reflect it. By the way, friends, you know that here. One of the greatest indicators of where your treasure is, there your heart is also, is what are you doing with your wallet? What are you doing with your money? What are you spending it on? Uh, Americans right now are spending more money on entertainment than ever before. We are in more debt than we ever have been before, and we're all just sitting in front of the TV and watching whatever uh, new series is on next, enjoying whatever the next thing is as a distraction we are to be the light of the world. We are to be the salt of the earth. And so my encouragement to you believers is with your money, with your time, with your actions, with your attitude, with all of it, every area of your life, be the salt, be the light. Okay? Be rooted in God's word. Let me pray for us, and we'll be sent out this evening. Father in heaven, we love you. I thank you for my friends who have been here this evening. And Father, I thank you for the fellowship that we've been able to have together, the celebration of how you've taken care of us. Lord, we lift up together right now in this room, even as I'm praying, we all gather together and pray for our school district, for the West Memphis School District. And we pray for West Memphis Christian. And we pray for the Marion School District, Lord. 
Lord, and we pray that your hand would be upon them. And Father, that you would shield the students and the teachers from uh, any who would seek to do them harm. And Lord, we pray that you would, uh, we pray that our students would be the salt and the light to those who are around them, that, that, that kids from Marion School District in West Memphis, whenever they go to class with one of our kids, Lord, I pray that they see something different. Lord, I pray that they see your Holy Spirit in those children and resting upon them and gifting them to be the salt and to be the light to those who are around them. Father, I pray for everyone else in this room. Uh, Father, that you would help us, Lord. There are times where we have forgotten. There's times where we have set our testimony, it seems, off to the side. Or we've tried to hide it under a basket. Lord, I pray that we would be the salt and the light that you have commanded us to be. Lord, I thank you for First Baptist West Memphis. I thank you for this fellowship and my friends and what they mean to me and to my family. And I pray you would continue to pour out your blessings upon us. We look to you and we always give you the praise, honor, and glory for all that you do. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to First Importance. It is our prayer that you have been blessed by this podcast. We welcome you to join us in person for worship at First Baptist West Memphis on Sundays at 1045 a.m., where our desire is to love God, care for one another, and share the gospel.